Hello and welcome to the Buffalo Sessions. I'm your host, Jamie Stewart from Circle Networks. Are you ready to scale your business in order to earn more and work less? In this podcast, I share insights and interviews with real business owners to reveal what's working for them, to help you to be more Buffalo, to improve your life and business. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. I am joined today by a man who's going to blow your mind with some stats and business potential. It's huge. Did you know that there's a £300 billion pot of money that I think the majority of UK businesses aren't even thinking about trying to win? So Chris Williams runs a company called Bid Management Services and helps people tap into or try to get on frameworks to win money within these government organizations. Chris, you can do a much better job of explaining this than I can. No, that's a, that's a really good start, Jamie. Um, so the, the public sector, which in, which ranges from the MOD, buying tanks and all that type of weaponry, all the way through to your local school, all need products and services. Um, as we discussed when we had that chat last week, there's somewhere in the region of over 40,000 organisations within the public sector. Yeah. That's massive, all needing things from IT services, cleaning services, and a lot, not a lot of organisations understand the complexities that are around it, but also people don't know where to find the opportunities. And if they find the opportunities, they're not sure how to put their best bid forward or kind of get through that kind of um it's, it's like doing homework or university assignments and things like that it's it's how you answer that question and what you need okay. to do so that so there's over forty thousand organizations that are potential clients for people that have a spend that fluctuates depending on what's going on but it's around about 300 billion pounds a year 300 billion pounds a year okay so you can't just go to your local school generally or hospital or government organization and say, I'd like to supply you with computer parts or cleaning services. There's a process involved in it, isn't there? Yeah, it, it typically depends on the level of spend that the organization um, needs to kind of contract for. Usually, to be fair, having that initial conversation isn't the worst thing in the world to understand the pipeline, understand how they publish their notices, if they use your know, tender portals to run processes so they can register on. So yeah, conversations like that aren't a bad start of a 10, Jamie. Um, whilst there is a little paperwork once the tender's out, before that, any engagement that um, suppliers can have with the public sector to understand a little bit more about the opportunity is always uh, useful. Okay, so, so before we get into to any sort of detail on that, just tell us a little bit about your background. How have you got to the point that you run this company? So my background is actually the 180 version of what I'm offering now. So um, my background is public sector procurement. I've worked uh, for organisations like Crown Commercial Service, NHS Supply Chain, running these tender processes. So understanding what what's out there, understanding what the public sector needs, putting that intended documentation, running that tender documentation process, evaluating the bids, making the making the decision, and then managing those frameworks and helping 
you know, public sector organisations maximise their kind of cost saving efficiencies by by using the, the frameworks. Um, so during the, that kind of evaluation process, what I found was a lot of people misinterpreted the question, didn't understand what was needed, would just um, include attachments and say, you know, refer to X, Y, and Z. I guess they didn't understand what was kind of required. There were clearly people with good products and services. They just didn't know how to articulate it and they weren't winning work. Right. Okay. So, so you've been on the, the receiving end of people applying to bid for a tender and then you, you're the person that's helped filter all that information to select the people at the end of it. With that learning, you now help people be successful in their bid applications. Yeah, okay. it's it's the whole bid journey from identifying where the opportunities are. Do you, do you target opportunities regionally, nationally? Where does your product or service fit within that 40,000 public sector organisations? Is it just for local authorities? Is it just for NHS? Is it just for education? Where are the opportunities and, and kind of start to build up a public sector strategy? You know, how are you going to target? What, what kind of information do you need? what um maybe isos or cyber essentials what is it that you need to kind of bid for this work and are you ready okay and so let's let's assume we've got this imaginary company they provide it services so they're an outsourced it company and they decide you know what we're up for growth this year we want to go and win some some bigger contracts um, and I guess there's some security that comes from winning a contract, isn't there? If you know that you've you've been allocated and you've won a bid that's going to last 12 months or three years, it gives you a bit of peace of mind knowing that you, you're going to be able to pay the bills. Um, so what's the process involved? Yeah, so I think to my earlier point around, depending on the level of spend depends on the level of complexity. So if we, we take that IT um, company as an example, if they're targeting local schools, it could be quite a simple, it's called like an RFQ, you know, a request for quotation. So the school in that instance would say, these are the services that we're looking for. There may be some questions um, to answer, as well as an indicative cost for providing that service for one, two, three years or whatever. And depending on the criteria, the, the price and the quality, so price could be, 30% quality could be 70%. They were all the all the bids that they got would be kind of evaluated on that basis. Okay. So in a very simple form, it, it's like doing homework. Um the more complex bids. That's all right, I'll just can, stop you there. Uh, I think that the majority of entrepreneurs that are listening are going, doing homework. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. And I guess that's where you come into your forte, isn't it? Yeah, I, th I think what we try and do is take the pain out of out of the process. So we work with um, business owners or sub subject matter experts within a company that deliver the service and try and extract that knowledge. So how they do things and we will articulate that for them. We um, all we will need from them is to review what we're kind of writing to make sure that it accurately reflects how they do their quality checks, how they do their account management, how they manage KPIs and all that type of thing. We will walk them through that process in a similar um, environment to this, Jamie, having a chat and just walking them through the questions, yeah. drilling down on, on bits and looking for evidence. 
and they're getting evidence of how they've delivered a similar service, any client testimonials, any savings, are all good ways of scoring higher on those quality scores. Okay. Give me a, a, a flavor of some examples of bids that you've been involved with in the past. What kind of things are out there for people? Because if, if you've never, if you, this is brand new to you and you've no idea about it, you've no idea what kind of opportunities there are out there. Yeah. So recently we worked with um, a company in Wigan, um, IT, funnily enough, to go with your, your example. And um, we got them onto two national CCS frameworks. One was for kind of technology products and the other was for network services. And between those two frameworks, there was a probably um, an opportunity for them to go for kind of 13 billion worth of public sector spend. So that is a um, SME based in Wigan, 19 people decide wow. their organization and they're on a national framework against all the big IT consultancies. And it goes back to my earlier point. A lot of people offer good products and services. They just don't know how to articulate it. Yeah. So this might be a goal for a business to think, right, okay, so over the next couple of years, I'm planning on growing my business. And and it's a process to get ready for this, isn't it? It doesn't just happen. You don't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to apply for a, 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 a bid. And if I win it next week, then that's all my problems taken care of. There's There's a... You've got to do the prep. You've got to get ready. You've got to understand when the tenders are up for bidding for. How long does it really take for someone to go from start to finish? Well, interestingly, Jamie, there are people that will wake up one day, think that's a good opportunity, start to scan, and then start to go for bids, invariably without okay. doing that prep work. And, they can, and there can be some success in that, to, to, to be honest. Um you know, it, it could be a, a rush job. It could be they get everyone on everyone within the organisation to do it, and they could be successful. They could really put a, a really cheap price in and just get on the board. Yeah. So I, I don't think I would ever, you know, I wouldn't do that regularly. But if you want to give it a go, it, it might not be such the a, a bad thing to do. What we would probably encourage people to do is start to scan the opportunities, look, you know, where your product or service fits either geographic nationally and, and you know the, if it's specifying the NHS or local authorities, think about your what you currently offer and who you currently offer your product or service to. There could be testimonials that would, would kind of link to kind of what, what's out there. Maybe even start to download some live tender opportunities. So because the public sector is going under the premise of open, fair and transparency, when opportunities are published, they are either published on Contracts Finder, uh, which is contractsfinder.gov.uk. Those are for opportunities typically less than 100K. Find a tender service is above that threshold. And you can you can search based on product or service. You can search based on location, value, when the tender is due to end. You, you click on the notice, you can find out a little bit more about the opportunity, the contract value, and the start date, how long the contract's for. But invariably, some of the tender documentation could be contained within that notice, or it could be held within a tender portal, which will, there'll be a link for it. Click on that, register your details. You then get 
basically all the tenants documentation and you can start to see some of the things that you may need so it could be two or three years sets of accounts it could be um professional indemnity of two or three million all that type of thing if you're if you're luxurious and have got a um turnover of over 36 million um not too far away for you jamie um, <laughs> we'll need, um yeah you'll need a modern slavery statement and things like that so it based on the level of um contract value you'll need more checks and, and balances so you can almost build a um checklist depending on the contract value and then you can see right my sweet spot is this because i don't need to do cyber essentials or i don't need to invest in iso or i don't need mod a modern slavery policy or i don't need a carbon reduction plan so, so you can start slowly and that's probably yeah. the best way to be because again the smaller contracts will require less time in the tender process than something that's in the million pounds so start off small start to build up understand what's needed win some work build up to those higher higher values i guess Am the I other right way to look at it, it go on yeah the other way to think about it as well is you could try and be part of a larger organization's bid and be a subcontractor to them to yeah. so for example in construction if you offered plumbing and heating there's obviously national providers you could offer your services to them that could kind of slowly start to kind of understand what's involved that would get give you demonstrable experience to go on your own typically a lot of the larger frameworks and contracts will have winning bidders so again you can you know get in contact with them say look i'm based in your area i can offer this type of service you know are you open to subcontracting and things like that so that could be another way as a parallel just to kind of evaluate which, which option best suits the product or service that you offer am i right in thinking that some local authorities give you feedback on the bid that you submit yeah i ideally you should get feedback around the bid about kind of how, where you scored the advantages of the winning bidder as well so you could start to see what the things that you might need to think about and, and consider for for your next bid um obviously the the bigger the tender the more feedback you're probably likely to get than, than smaller ones you get might get more anecdotal feedback um typically tenders you know in, in the millions they have to give you more feedback because if you potentially have been scored or disadvantaged you can challenge that decision that's okay. a topic holding itself from from the day and time do you ever get to see so let's say i submitted for a bid and i was unsuccessful could i ask to see the winning bid you can ask um but there's obviously disclosure and freedom of information you might be able to get um as i say in your feedback you should get advantages of the winning bidder so that should right. kind of start to get an idea of the things that you might need to consider for your future bid you could um it should give you the name of the um successful bidder and you could look to reach out and form you know subcontracting you know, relationship or just um build your network up from that side of things as well okay so there's 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 a huge opportunity you know if people are listening to this and and you've got a, a business that's aspiring to grow there's a huge opportunity at work here because generally in business we don't hear about opportunities we have to go looking for them and here there's some databases that you can go on and look at and and it's worth doing it sooner rather than later because you need to find out when these bids come up because they're not 
some of them, I'm guessing there's some seasonality to some things. If it's a 12-month contract and you've just missed out on it for plumbing and heating supplies in local schools, well, you're going to have to wait until later on in the year to apply for next year's uh, opportunity. So, so to try and understand when these opportunities come up is really important. So it's worth starting to look into now, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's, there's probably three three basic things that are out there that I can explain. So you've got those contracts, which typically a sole supplier, one, you know, one person's won it and it could be for one, two, three years and that's locked out. Then you've got these things called frameworks. So they are locked for typically a minimum of two years. They can be fixed for four years, no new entrants. Um, and then those frameworks, other public sector organizations potentially can, can access. Um, and then you're up against, you, you kind of do mini competitions or mini tenders during the life cycle of that framework. The other um, element is, um, they're called dynamic purchasing vehicles or systems, and they are open all the time. The whole point is to allow for new entrants. Now, these types of agreement aren't necessarily for all products or services. So whilst there are advantages, because what they're trying to do is if there's new entrants out there, they want to give them the opportunity to put something forward. Yeah. If there's any innovation or change in the marketplace, it gives flexibility for people to, you know, continue to, to jump on. So it just depends with the product or service that the supplier's got, where that where the kind of strategy is from the public sector perspective is, do they use frameworks? Do they do their own contracts? Do they do dynamic purchasing systems? Okay. Um, what's the most interesting bid or framework that you've seen? Not necessarily the most expensive. It could be the most expensive or the biggest value, but what what's the variety of things that are out there? Yeah, it, it's it's so vast. Um, you've got, like, concession agreements. So, like, ice creams, ice cream stores or, you know, ice cream vans, they pay... Um, like local councils and give them a percentage of their takings. That's, that's, that's a concession agreement. So you've got that, you've got outsourced catering, you've got um, events, you know, events for kind of local councils. Um, you've also got, this was really interesting, when I was at kind of Crown Commercial Service, I looked after a framework for um, creative services and that included um, you know, notice the RAF and the Royal Navy, their advertising campaigns. So right. the Royal Navy and the RAF, through my framework, found a marketing creative agency to do their advertising. And that was really interesting because it, it wasn't something that you could touch and feel. Yeah. It was someone's ideas and bringing concepts to life based on what was required. That was really interesting. So so that basically, there's an opportunity for for most people who run their own business there is probably a framework or a, a, an opportunity for them to do business with a government organization out there. Yeah, I mean, even if I take my company, Bid Management Services, we've recently been successful on um, a Nosley Council tender, and they were looking for business specialists to provide um, a raft of experience, even, Jamie, TikTok marketing. There was a lot an element for TikTok marketing. There was one for LinkedIn. So we were successful for kind of bid writing services and we were successful for kind of social value. 
um, there was also I think HR um, finance and things like that so yes in, to, to, to your point yes there are opportunities it's just finding out and doing some searches to see where they're located what is it that you need okay and then what does your company do then for people in a nutshell, it's the whole bid life cycle. So we can help you find the opportunities. We can help you get ready for the bids. We can basically go under the bonnet of what tenders look like and do a comparison to see where you are to help you target. We can help you find you know, once we kind of worked out where those are. We can then do the do searches for you and send you weekly alerts. Um, we can write the whole bid for you. We can help you just start off so we could give you the template for you to start writing we could do just reviews anything to do with that we can offer just bespoke training bespoke consultancy everything all right and from your perspective going through the application doing it for yourself what are the highs and lows of of these things that's a really good question um the highs the highs the lows are you know the highs obviously being being successful there's, there's no there's no better better feeling um being unsuccessful you know particularly if you've worked on you know with, with a client that you thought you deserve to be on that's really difficult because you're, you're disappointed yourself and you're also disappointed for them and that's really difficult to kind of sometimes kind of take the emotion out of it because for some of yeah. them you know it's a good contract it would mean security for another year it could mean you know more employment and all that type of stuff but then it's a case of saying well look what what do we need to do next time when the next opportunities go back to the pipeline how can we improve and, and just getting back on it uh, and i'm guessing as well there's an air of credibility from being on a framework to winning a bid outside of the bid world so if you can say i'm a supplier too that we've already been successful in winning this contract with this organization that that helps open doors outside of the government organizations yeah i, th I think it's like a, a badge of approval in, yeah. in in a way to show that you've gone through quite a robust process compared to private sector business where there is there can be changes in the procurement process it is probably more relationship orientated i think in the public sector as i said before i think before the bid goes out there's the opportunity to try and work and understand what that public sector organization is trying to to do um yeah. but it's very much a consultative sale or, or, or a relationship building rather than the hard sell and that's what a lot of organizations don't understand and it's people being in the long game rather than the short game is there um an opportunity to meet i don't know what you call the people who are uh, who put the the criteria together but is there an opportunity yeah. to meet and ask questions from those people yes now not not every tender that goes out there gives you that opportunity I mean, that there that, that can be meet the buyer events. I think that's probably what you were kind of thinking about. Yeah. Um, that that would be best practice for me, where the public sector organization would say, look, here's our pipeline of opportunities for the next 12 months. And it could be divisions. So it could be a you know, construction could have one, IT could have one, um, give the opportunity for the you know, local suppliers to understand that pipeline bring bring the opportunity to life and give them that, that pipeline of information so they know which ones to target when it's roughly coming out and some of the things and themes that they can start to prepare for 
also again more complex procurements typically do have um, the opportunity to either attend briefing sessions or there may be some q a's um i did some consultancy work last year um for a council in the southwest and we ran um a meet the buyer event and it was for kind of catering provisions outsourced so we kind of did a presentation about what the opportunity was some of the locations what the, the, the kind of pictures about where they were located what 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 they'd have to kind of deal with and bring it to life and then we then we kind of gave them like a list of questions that we were looking to understand from the market to then bring together kind of what we wanted versus what the market could do and typically there's a better outcome from the procurement process if there is some sort of supplier engagement process yeah okay I, i'm guessing that there is the entrepreneur world and the bid writing world, two different personality types for it. You've got the go-getters who start businesses and go and sell and buy stuff. And then there's the expertise that's required to sit down and methodically work through a process, put the right words together, tick all the right boxes to ensure that there's a successful bid. So if, if someone's listening to this and they know, Either you're thinking to yourself, actually, I might be interested in this, or more likely that you know someone who is has got some big goals that works in an organisation that's ready for growth. Then, how would somebody get in touch with you, Chris? Well, um, the the best form is um, info i n f o at bidmanagementservices or one word dot co dot uk. Um, okay. I'm very contactable on LinkedIn, uh, Chris Williams M, M Sips um, as, as well. And we've also got a page on LinkedIn as well. Um, happy mm -hmm. off the back of this, if anyone expresses interest, we can have a 15, 20 minute vir virtual coffee and just kind of explore all the exciting world of public sector and, and see um, how we can move forward from there. It, it's a huge pot of money that's there for people to to potentially tap into isn't it yeah and, and what i would say to kind of people that aren't aren't sure is that the public sector needs to work with smaller organizations particularly kind of ones that you know supplying a local council there's this thing called kind of social value and it's about kind of regeneration of local areas so if you're a supplier to your local council you can then start to grow off the back of that. So more employment, um, you use local suppliers. It's all about kind of keeping the money in the region and things like that. Now, that can only work, obviously, if you've got a good product or service. But um, all I'm saying is social value isn't, isn't, is a consideration with these bids as well. So just because you're small, just because you're in the region does not necessarily mean that you should be going for opportunities. I like it. Okay. Um, when you're not working, Chris, let's let's get to know a little bit about you now. When you're not working, what do you like to do? Yeah, so for my sins, um, I'm the coach um, of my son's Saturday football team. So I've got nine under eights under my kind of, uh, I say guidance. Um, I feel a bit like Jurgen Klopp in some ways in terms of losing it on, on the, on the touchline, but it's probably one of those challenging things I've ever had to do, to be honest, because I don't think I'm an actual teacher. So kind of dumbing things down and, and whatever um, is a challenge, but it's also rewarding. Um, we, we won at the weekend 3-2, my son scored as well. So yeah, 
Um, so if, when I'm not doing like business or not doing that, I also like uh, last year I did uh, a half marathon for the first time and the training was amazing. It was kind of between April and, and July last year when it, the weather was perfect. So that was great. And then the week after I did the Liverpool to Chester and back bike ride, which is about 50 miles. So I like to do kind of try and get outdoors as well. Okay. Any any big um, plans for this year? Not right. Not right now. Um, I, I, I swore that I'd never do a half marathon again, but <laughs> as time goes on, yeah, it, it was the first ten miles was amazing, and then the last three mile, last three miles was purgatory, and I swore I'd never do it again. But as it's getting kind of like, if I could find the time to do it, I think I knowing what I learned last time would be be maybe nice to do it again. I, I I don't know, but yeah, just just happy to kind of just enjoy, you know, that kind of time away from you know family business and just declutter, whatever that yeah. might be. Love it. Okay, thank you very much for your time today. I think it's it's one of those things in, in business. There's a lot of opportunities. We just need to know the right people, and you're definitely one of the right people that can help people access some. I'm trying to find the best way to describe it, but there's some opportunities out there that aren't, that everyone doesn't know about. So in the normal world, you might see, like near where I am, the Bentley Motors. Everybody knows it's there. The name, the reputation, they know someone that works there. Everybody wants to supply Bentley. Now, whether they do or they don't, with, with bids and tenders, not everybody knows that they're there. So if you're one of the few that start applying for these things, then you've got an advantage straight away. That's the yeah, way I, think, I see this. Yeah, I think there's that aspect. And I think that then there's people that start to look at it and discount it already because it's too complex or they don't have, have the time. So, you know, if you start like from a sales pipeline perspective, there's the opportunity, it's finding the opportunity, it's how complex is it? And I'm going all the way through that and they just go, this is too hard and dis discount it. So there's, there's that aspect as well. And then start the process and again, find it too hard, chuck it back to the back of the queue. The public sector needs to spend money, otherwise they lose budget, quite quite simply. Um, yeah. It's a good way of, of an income, regular income every month. You can then use it as a business growth strategy. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, I'll put your contact details in the show notes for people. So if you listen, listen to this and connect with Chris on LinkedIn, reach out to him for a conversation, that 15 minutes, might lead to tens or hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of business. Thank you very much, Chris. Cheers. Thanks for the opportunity.